welcome to episode 161 of In Touch with iOS, a podcast that talks about iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and related technologies. I'm your host, Dave Ginsburg, and my co-host, Warren Sklaris here. How you doing, Warren? I'm, uh, I'm suffering. I got a little bit of a, a sinus yeah. infection, and, uh, and, and I had a root canal done last week, and so... Um, I'm here uh, just to um, get my mind off my my head, but it's good to be here. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you were able to make it and be here. We really appreciate it. And we also have back on the show, as always, we always love having him, Mr. Jeff Gamut. How you doing, Jeff? I'm doing well, and thanks for having me back again, Warren. I, I'm sorry about your uh, uh, goober-filled head. That it, just it's, sucks. it's uh, it's it's. We could describe we could describe the taste if uh, we get really uh, bored later on, but it's 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 not it's not a fun day. For no, me, I, so. I think we should stick to uh, <clears throat> talking about uh, popsicle shots. Oh yeah, yeah, no popsicle shots. I think we have a we think we had to have a show title too. <laughs> uh, so uh, we got some news this week. Actually, it's pretty pretty active news this week. Um, and then uh, we're going to talk about Apple Watch a little bit. Uh, we haven't talked about that in a while. And I wanted to see what you guys, uh, what, how you use your Apple Watch. And we're going to examine that a little bit. Um, and uh, talk some other things, got some tips, and we'll see where everything goes. But uh, that's why everybody comes here to listen. So let's uh, let's uh, start off with the news as we'd always do. Um, first story, Mac rumors. Uh, Apple remains largely absent in the U.S. smart speaker market. Apple rem- remains largely absent in that USB speaker market while Amazon and Google continue to dominate, according to uh, data gathered by consumer research intelligent partners. Since 2017, Amazon has been the dominant company in the smart speaker market with over two thirds of smart speakers in the US, uh, homes being Amazon devices. Uh, Google's holds a one quarter share and uh, Apple and Facebook have the remaining small share. And uh, I'm kind of not surprised about this uh, just because, you know, now, Obviously, the HomePod is now gone. You know, you have that just at the HomePod Mini. So I'd be curious to know where Apple is going to go with this uh, smart speaker market. And is it going to continue? Uh, Jeff, what do you think? I think Apple will stay in the market for a while because, well, hopefully for a long while, um, because they, yeah. they're positioning HomePod Mini as an important part of their whole uh, smart home platform. Um, right. But Apple was in the the position of not being able to get market share for uh, compared to what Amazon and Google have because first Apple was hitting a much higher price point, and then second you couldn't get a HomePod just anywhere. Now that we have the HomePod Mini hitting the ninety nine dollar price point, now more people will start buying into Apple's speaker platform. Um, but Apple needs to uh, decide just how serious they are about about blanketing the market with the HomePod Mini, because right now, if you want to buy a HomePod Mini, you go through Apple or an authorized Apple uh, reseller, which you know which can be Best Buy and Target and, and right. some other you know big places, but. You know, I can walk into Home Depot today, this afternoon, well, this evening now, and I can buy uh, Amazon Echoes. Just, right. Yeah, just I, I can get them along with with screws and hammers and, <laughs> uh, and two by fours. And, I mean, you can get them anywhere. So they're so easy to get 
and they're uh, and they're very affordable compared to to what the original HomePod was. Of right. course, they have more market share. Hmm. Well, it makes sense. It makes total sense. And um, uh, again, it's 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 speculation. It's it's someone trying to collect some data here. So to take that in mind too but it makes sense any, any thoughts on this one yeah i mean apple was first really to the uh, like home assistant siri um game i think they came before amazon's uh devices actually siri was out before the amazon devices were starting out um and siri just wasn't perfect at that point and neither, none of them are perfect but amazon came out with their smart assistant and it was pretty, pretty darn good for what you know for what it was. And like Jeff was saying, you could get the devices anyway. They're cheap. They were, you know, they were sending. I, some of them were like almost free from Amazon. They were sending me, you know, I, yeah. you know, I just took a look at my stash. I have like two Amazon tablets just sitting there, you know, that I just probably bought for like twenty or thirty bucks or something like that. Um, but you got to under, you know, they're talking about market share. But now we got to decide what the end game is because originally. You know, the the end game was to, to to have these speakers in your home to use the, the services associated with the speaker, um, which you know Apple wanted to do with Apple Music, um, Amazon wanted to do with buying things on Amazon and Amazon Music, uh, same with Google. But now things are getting blurry, right? Because now you know Siri's allowing other, uh, no, I'm sorry, the HomePod is allowing other uh, um, services to be used on the HomePod, um, and vice versa. So. You know, yep. so so now we're talking, you know, less about services and more about um, the the profit margin on the actual devices that you're that you're selling, right? Because you know, you know, you could technically buy a HomePod and not have Apple Music at this point. I think you could actually use it for other reasons, and you could technically buy an Amazon Echo. And uh, I think actually, I read that it's going to allow uh, Hey S Lady to work on the Echo very soon. I think they're opening up. There's some kind of consortium consortium going on where you could actually control mm-hmm. home devices from different uh, from either to google amazon or uh apple device so um so uh, you know i don't know if it's a bad thing at this point for apple being uh low in the market share i think they have to figure out what their their goal is going to be for the the devices yeah absolutely all right let's uh let's go and move on here and uh this article is, again, a Mac Rumors. Uh, Apple's promoting exclusive deals for Apple Card users in the Wallet app. And Apple this week has began highlighting exclusive offers that are available to Apple Card holders with the offers offerings presented to the right of the wallet uh, when accessing the card. Um, this was noted by Bloomberg's Mark Gurman that Apple is going to offer free access to Apple News Plus and unlimited coffee when, when, with any order from Panera Bed. That's a good example of something that Apple may do. Uh, and... Uh, I believe the feature is still being uh, in the process of rolling out, but uh, I think this would be this is a smart way to get more, you know, card members and if they can be able to join up with Apple Card. I'm very happy with the Apple Card. I've been using it since its inception, and uh, it's it's been a very very good card for me. I, Warren, you don't you, do you use the Apple Card much? Or what do you think of this? Um, I, I keep. I think I got an email today about the uh, the offers, but. Um, yeah, I'll use the Apple Card to when 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 my 14 inch and 16 inch MacBook Pro comes out, I'll be using it to uh, get 3%. the get the three percent back, and then you, I'm pretty good at just paying it right off after after I uh, yeah, buy it. So. Me too. What do you think, Jeff? Do you have an Apple Card? I do. 
and um, the, the big news for me was that uh, that these deals and offers are uh, a new thing because I've been seeing like Panera offers and stuff like that for mm-hmm. months uh, in in the wallet app. So I didn't realize that we were getting something new. Yeah, it, I guess it is going to be new and uh, look forward to seeing what they have to offer next. Yeah. Uh, and uh, wah, wah, T-Mobile is shutting down the Sprint LTE network in June 2022. Uh, T-Mobile is planning to shut down Sprint's LTE network uh, on uh, in June of 2022. T-Mobile confirmed, uh, and the shuttering of the LTE network is part of their effort to merge the two networks following the T-Mobile's purchase of Sprint. And of course, uh, T-Mobile has been really, really emphasizing 5G, and 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 that uses Sprint spectrums and towers, and it's aiming to shift the Sprint customers to the T-Mobile network and. To the Sprint network. I was on Sprint at one time in my life. Um, it was a very long time ago. It was actually, I think, it was before the iPhone. So, uh, because when uh, yes, it was because I was on Sprint, and then the iPhone came out in in 2007 and 2008. I bought the first iPhone, and I had to I had to go to AT and T because mm-hmm. I was too. They were exclusive. And I, we had exclusive. I think we all had, did. We have the phone that you could radio each other. What were they? The, the there was a phone. Yeah, the Nextel. The no. Nextel. Oh, the Nextel. Yeah, Nextel that's phones. what it was. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the, I had one. <laughs> I remember the the big story I had is during 9/11. We had some of them, and uh, the Nextel phones were the big thing because nobody could get through on the cellular networks and everybody, uh, people were able to communicate through the Nextels because they were direct direct. Good. Um, I'm still around. Nextels since gone. That 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 network's been long gone too. Right. <laughs> I've been on all, I think I've been on every major carrier since inception uh, at this point. And, you know, we're, we're on T-Mobile now. We both kind of like it. Um, I mean... I'm, I'm very happy with it. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's no better or no worse than the other ones. It's just cheaper. And I like the the, the free uh, the free uh, Tuesdays things and you know uh, it's it, T-Mobile Tuesdays baby yeah it's good <laughs> I got you get get your free get your get your free whoppers and your free uh, your I, free ten cents off your gas I signed up for a one month of uh, free car washes uh, did you see that one you could you could get oh, yeah. a, a membership to car washes for a month and then cancel without being charged yeah. I must have got my car washed about twenty times and then canceled it was great yeah. Nice. Not good for the paint. So, whatever. So, it's sad. Any other any thoughts, Jeff? Um, of course, this is going to happen, and uh, yep. T-Mobile has plans for the frequencies that uh, that Sprint was using for LTE. So, if they're going to repurpose it, they have to shut the old thing down. Sure do. Yep. Yep. It'll be fine. I think people will live. Yeah, and and it's not like they didn't know this was coming. I mean, T-Mobile has been saying for well, pretty much since they they yeah. bought Sprint since since the merger. Yeah, th- this is going to happen. So now now we just have a uh, a firm date, and uh, there you go. Well, just get all the Sprint Sprint people over to T-Mobile. And I know that's been a bit of a, a rough spot for them because I hear a few people had. Had some ch- challenges with getting that switched, and got so so fed up they left, and, and it's a shame. But you know, it's it's hard. It's hard. when you merge two companies, it's always going to be a challenge. Mm-hmm. So, so. Yep. Um, next story. This is a nine to five Mac. Uh, amazing app is updated with a tool to easily detect the Pegasus spyware on an iPhone. 
You may have heard about Pegasus. We did talk about it a few times here, which is a spyware created by the NSO group based on a zero-day vulnerability to collect data from smartphones without user consent. Well, now iAmazing, which is an awesome app, has updated its uh, app to include a new tool that will can easily uh, detect the Pegasus spyware on uh, on the iPhone. And Jeff, you just said you've been running it on your phone, and 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 what what did you encounter? eh? Well, uh, well, he's a spy. Yeah, uh, that's well, now you know, and I have to kill you. Great. Um, <laughs> so I, I started the the whole uh, check about thirty minutes before showtime, and it finished just a few minutes ago. Um, yeah, and, uh, uh, and turns out and? I don't ha- I don't have Pegasus. Uh, on my you got a clean bill of health. Also, I got a clean bill of health. Uh, but it's cool like because it generated uh, a report for me, and uh, uh, I haven't had a chance to go through it yet. But uh, you know, but it's pretty cool because it generates this report, and it's a it's a CSV file. So when it was done, and uh, and it said, "Hey, you know, you're fine. You've got this report. Um, do you want to read it?" So I said yes, and the next thing I know, numbers opens, and here's the CSV file that it had generated for me. Does it say you don't have Pegasus, but but Jeff, your mom's still waiting for you to text back? How did you know? <laughs> it read through your entire message list. You're right. Yeah. It knows, now it knows everything. It knows, it knows it's like, everything. It's like, and that picture you sent to uh, that girl? Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, clean, clean your lens next time. Oh yeah, wait, it clean was clean. Oh, yeah. uh, but iAmazing is a is an awesome awesome product. I've 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 had a license for a really long time, mm-hmm. um, and we actually have a link in the show notes here. Thank you, Jeff, for putting that in there. Uh, that was the, for slick deals. That was me. Oh, was that you? Yeah. Oh, was you? Okay, I thought it was Jeff. Yeah. I should not have. I should have known that. Yeah. I didn't see you in there. That's why it threw me off. That's all right. Uh, I'm iAmazing is is for, for twelve bucks through slick deals so uh uh, there's there's a link in the show notes hopefully that that link will stay up for a little bit so that's uh, that's a that's like about 40 percent off um and what the great thing about iAmazing is it just does a full backup for you and and you have a lot more tools that you can get uh to your iphone and Mm -hmm. be able to download things and download voicemails if you want and uh, all kinds of other fun stuff so check it out that's feature before did you mention that the free version of iAmazing has the pegasus tool in it also yeah it's oh no i did not Okay. Yes. Yeah. So it does. Yes. And I was yes. and I was just going to say the best for, uh, the best feature that I use for iAmazing is you could uh, easily pick where you want to back up your your backup to. Um, right. So if you're running out of room on your internal drives, you could easily back it up to an external drive through um, iAmazing compared to uh, the normal way. So. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, Next story, Mac Rumors, Apple's website gained redesigned store section of a dedicated store tab. Uh, following a short downtime, it was kind of strange in the middle of uh, middle of the week this past week uh, as we record this. That, that the, nervous the store and excited. was down. Yeah, we got excited. Got, got, got super excited. Maybe the maybe the MacBook Pro 16 inch is coming out after all. Yeah. Uh, but no, what it was is a new store tab that was uh, uh, in the top navigation at, on the bar of their website which goes to a dedicated online store portal where customers can select from a product carousel with cards that include Mac, iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, and AirPods and more. Um, the design is actually like just like the Apple Store app um, on, uh, on the iPhone. And the main page also features current deals, promotions, and such. I mean, I think it's a long time coming, honestly. Don't you think, Jeff? This was, I really, I really was... Uh, 
very surprised that uh, it, it took this long to finally make it a little more friendly. Well, first, they never should have taken the store tab away. Because you remember, there used right. to be one. Yeah, that's true. And that then is right. They took it away, which was so stupid. It's okay, um, you have to click on buy to, to actually get it. It doesn't matter what you want right. to buy. You just have to buy somewhere um, mm -hmm. to get into that store, which is really not intuitive. Yeah, that, that it was, was cute, confusing too. Yeah, um, and uh, and doing a refresh to the to the front of the store page is great, uh, but I'm really really disappointed with it because it's clearly set up for a touch device. Because yeah, it, it, instead of scrolling up and down, you have to swipe sideways across everything. Yeah, you're right. It's, uh, I mean, yeah. it, as soon as I saw it, I, uh, I, I was really surprised because it, it's, it's a bad design. <laughs> and that, that, well, you would want to mention it maybe that the Apple hand codes all their web pages. Apple, yeah, that they're doing custom in-house code for their for their whole website. So when uh, so when they went to update something, the site has to go down. That is crazy. crazy. That is crazy. And that's that's, what do you think, Warren? that's the biggest part of the story is that they actually have to take a website down to, to make a change to it um, for that long too. But um, I, I looked at the, the site. I you know I haven't really played around with it too much, but I, I did find the old design confusing. Uh, when you want to buy something, you have to go into the buy tab for that. Um, mm -hmm. But um, yeah, no, I was disappointed when it came back up with nothing. Um, I think they added the, the new keyboard to it too. At that point, right? I think it's uh, they added. Oh yeah, the I believe you're right. The, yes, the Touch ID keyboard. Was right. So, oh yeah, Touch ID keyboard is is available now. Yeah, with the exactly. M1. Yep. It probably works on an iPad. Oh. I wonder if it works on an iPad. Uh, with um, the M1. Uh, well, I don't know. It'll work with an iPad, no problem. I don't know if the if the Touch ID. The Touch ID. Well, that's the, right. that's quite. I, I haven't heard if you have a DM1 uh, iPad. I wonder if it actually will unlock. Oh, the M1 button. iPad. That's right. Yep. Who cares? Well, Warren looks like you're going to have to buy one just so you can. Now find I have it. to yeah. first, uh, just like you have to scan uh, your phone for Pegasus. I'll, I'll, I have to buy one of these for science. I'll, I'll, I'll let you buy it this time. I, I'm buying too many things. <laughs> I I thought about it for a minute and then I thought, eh, I'm good. But and now it yeah. turns out you're not good. So. Uh, so let, let someone else tell us that it works or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, next story, Mac and Rumors. Uh, the titanium Apple Watch Series 6 models are currently widely unavailable. Uh, models of the Apple, 6, Apple Watch Series 6 with titanium cases as part of the Apple Watch Editions collection is currently widely unavailable for pickup in many of Apple retail stores across the United States and is unavailable entirely for delivery, delivery in major markets. Um, this was noted in, uh, as noted in Bloomberg's Mark Gurman's, uh, he, he leaked the, uh, the latest edition of his Power On newsletter. Titanium models of the Apple Watch Series 6, which were starting at $799, is currently listed as unavailable. So what is this telling us? You know, well, you also have to remember back, let's say, the, the Series Zero, and then and Apple introduced that $17,000 gold Apple Watch that everybody bought, right? But mm -hmm. the, ones who, the ones who did buy, buy it, it became an obsolete... <laughs> Piece of piece of hardware. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so, is Apple going to is starting to now finally realize that this these uh, more expensive watches are not attractive because the technology changes so much? I think it is. What do you think, Jeff? I I think that's uh, a real possibility. 
I think that there's also a possibility that uh, since the, the higher price watch doesn't sell in the same volume, they can ramp down sales on that ahead of new watch releases earlier right. than they can uh, the, uh, the the mainstream Apple Watches. Uh, but then there's also the, uh, the pandemic factor. A lot of people ha- have forgotten. We're actually still in the middle of a, of a, a pandemic and there are uh, uh, supply issues just across the board for everything. So if, uh, if Apple is having issues getting enough uh, uh, titanium for the, for the watch frames yeah. uh, and it doesn't sell as well and we're getting closer to, uh, to a new watch release, it might just be a thing where they're like, eh, we can't get enough parts or enough materials. Let's just go ahead and ramp it down now and, uh, and then start uh, uh, stockpiling for the, the new watch that comes out in a couple months. Yep. Any thoughts, Warren? Yeah, I'm pretty much saying they probably made five of them and somebody finally bought the fifth one. So <laughs> it's probably something so like that. So what you're saying is yeah. they sold out faster than the original HomePod. Pretty much. I, I think, you know, I, I, I think they really did not make that many of them. Um, and I, I think, uh, as you said, there there's no reason to, to, you know, have a surplus of them at this point. So they're not manufacturing them at this point. And uh, as soon as the new watch comes out, people won't even look at it unless it really comes down in price. So, I mean, if they drop one, uh, if you could get one at half price for one of these titaniums that are, you know, on a fire sale, maybe, but not a lot of people are going to buy an older generation watch um, no. at that price. I don't think. No. Yeah, and good luck finding right, one uh, in the store. Yeah, you won't even find one. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's move on to our uh, topics for this week. As we always talk about, beta iOS 15, beta 4 continues uh, this week. Nothing has really changed in that world of beta. And uh, it keeps, I keep seeing a lot of articles posted out there talking about some of the different things that they're finding. Um, and uh, uh, and one of them was interesting here is uh, the latest I- iOS 15 beta appears to be automatically removing lens flare in photos in in, uh, in certain conditions, um, which I find it to be interesting because I always have a challenge when I take a picture of a lens flare, especially when the, the sun is reflecting off of it or or, 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 or something of that matter. Um, so as they prepare to launch this, as, as the article says in, Mark, in Mac Rumors, uh, the operating system to millions of iPhone users, uh, the latest beta is seemingly improving how, they, how the user's iPhone take and process photos in certain lightning conditions. That's why I say something to probably test to see uh, how, what that happens. I, I'm assuming, uh, Warren, you haven't really tried this yet? I haven't tried it, but I definitely have photos that have the lens flare in them. And I, it's annoyed me because it's, it's that little like, yeah. red mark in, like, in the middle of nowhere kind of. Uh, and uh, right. yeah, So it would be nice to get rid of that. Yep. And Jeff, you do, of course, you don't have it, so we, and, and I don't really, the only phone I have is the one I use for my camera here. So I haven't really tried it. So list any other thoughts on this? Um, well, I, I've I've got developer beta on a couple iPads, so right. um, I should play with it on uh, on my iPad Pro and see if uh, if it's doing anything to improve lens flare issues. So the, yeah, th- the three of us, 
the three of us should just go out and take our phones out into the sun and you know take my ten, ten hour here and yeah. yeah take some take pictures of the sun or, and see what happens. or i can get my 12.9 inch ipad pro and look like a dork and hold it up like that's this. what i'm gonna have to do but <laughs> you look uh, like... i'll look like slightly less of a dork because it's a 10 inch yeah. <laughs> you look like so. a, a foreign tourist is what you look like yes is, yes um the other thing that uh, I saw, I saw uh, Apple is uh, starting to highlight is going to be highlighting App Store events um, in iOS 15. Uh, they're experimenting with uh, App Store events in iOS 15 devices in the Today view of the App Store uh, on the iPhone, and user can see a notice about a TikTok summer camp event that's set to take place. Uh, as this was uh, published uh, this past a couple days ago. Uh, this is it's a card in the today view it's the first app store event has labeled uh with the time that it takes to place and and link a download to tiktok to get more people to get on tiktok right so maybe this is something that's going to start happening and yeah, if they're going to start highlighting um uh, types of events that occur and maybe d developers are going to look to 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 want to have events uh, to, to get more generate more interest in their apps wouldn't you think what do you think jeff um yes i i think uh this could be good for developers and they and they i can see where they would be want to be in, or, wow i can see where they would want to be involved in this uh, because anything that apple can do to improve discoverability is a good thing because it yep. kind of sucks and uh if they can improve discoverability on the app store maybe that will spill over to to uh the, the music side as well and uh, and we'll see better discoverability over there. So I, I guess that's that's my ulterior motive to being excited about this, yeah. because yeah. I have this fantasy that it's going to ultimately improve music. I'm hoping. We're going to talk about that in just a bit here. Um, and then the uh, other thing that Apple is looking at is just doing a little more security and protection. Um, this new feature that's scanning messages for new photos only for children and parental notifications limited to kids under 13, uh, which you know we could joke, yeah, nude photos, yeah, we want those scanned, right? But uh, but you know this kind of this is kind of serious because you don't want these young kids being exploited to that kind of a kind of uh, material. So um, they have they have a new uh, safe child safety initiatives that's going to come alongside that latest release of iOS 15. And iPadOS 15, as well as Mac OS, Matt Monterey, too, um, aiming to keep children safer online. One of the features is a communication safety head and has raised privacy concerns because it allows Apple to scan images sent and received by the Messages app for sexually explicit content. And it does have a pop-up, and, and it's cool because it's using emojis to get the kids, hmm, and it makes them kind of look at, at this and says, this could be sensitive to view. Are you sure? It's your choice, but your parents want to know you're safe. Um, so I think it's a good thing. I mean, I'm glad Apple is, is doing this kind of stuff. What you think? It's a can of worms. It's going all right. I don't know if you're it gonna, is. If you're, it's going to be if you're original for, 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 now. But I mean, if you start reading it, there's uh, there's a lot going on too. Uh, the the messaging thing has to be turned on by the by the parent. Uh, you have to be under 13 right. for it to happen. Um, and uh, you know, you get notified, and that that's all good. Uh, the whole initiative has a lot of things going on, and the big thing is about the iCloud photos, uh, uh, the iCloud photo uh, algorithm now that they could actually do on-device scanning of your phone to see if mm -hmm. there's any cross-reference of any known child pornographic image or images in right. it, and then it could 
potentially notify somebody about that. So it, this is going to be a topic going forward. I think a lot of people are uh, hey, worried uh, worried about it. Um, you know, my feeling is, is you know, it, there's just so many other platforms that people can use right now if you really want to be deviant you know if the kids want to send new pictures they're going to use snapchat if the uh you know perverts want to you know have pictures they're going to use you know a different photo system than than the phone so uh it's sad and you really want everybody to you want to be have everybody be on board with apple and maybe say hey you know this is a good idea let's kind of do the same thing with all these you know snapchats and all the other things uh to, to go along with it um which would be great, um, but you're going to have a lot of, you know, we're going to get into the whole privacy versus, you know, versus humanity issue, which is going to be the same as the, uh, you know, the San Bernardino uh, shooters kind of issue with privacy versus humanity. So, you know, how much, you know, how much is our privacy, how important is our privacy when it comes to protecting children or each other? And that that's what we're going to be talking about in the future. Absolutely. Any thoughts, Jeff? Um, uh, Warren, I, I love what you said. That was awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the thing that I really like about the way Apple is doing this, and Warren, you mentioned it, they're using on-device scanning, from what I understand, yep. which, uh, which is great for protecting your privacy. The big... Uh, a mission that I see in what Apple is doing here is they set this up so that it's part of parental controls and it's uh, and it's targeted at protecting children. There are so many adult women out there that get unsolicited dick pics. Yep. Yeah. On airplanes, would airdrop? Yeah. Airdrop. Yeah. It would be so great if uh, if there was a way to enable this, just like a system wide thing for anyone so that uh, you have a built-in screening system so that that unwanted images like that are, are just uh, like filtered out for you. I, I think that would be awesome. Uh, now, what consenting adults do, hey, totally fine with that. So if, if you and your friends sure. want, want to send nudes to each other and you're, you're, you're all okay with it, have at it, send away. But sure. uh, once, there's no consent or you have someone that's underage having a system in place that makes it easier to protect people i'm all for that yeah especially yeah. If, you, if you can turn it on and off uh on your own that's yeah exactly i mean people will people will fight if it's you know forced upon you because of censorship it's uh mm -hmm. you know it's 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 uh or invasion you know, of privacy you know i'm a parent i'm a parent i don't mind if my 12 year old sees this and don't tell me that how to parent you know kind of thing so you're going to get a lot of that but if it's something that you could control it it could be it could be powerful absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely so good 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 going apple and uh, we appreciate it. Um, next topic I want to talk about. I wanted to talk a little bit about the Apple Watch this week. I wanted to kind of examine uh, what apps we use the most and how we're really using them. Um, and do we have any other app favorites? Um, um, I was thinking about this a little bit, and I, and I think probably the most, the, the, the more primary apps that I use all the time is I do use the phone a fair amount because when my wife calls me and I want to, and especially if I was, she calls I'm laying down or something, I don't want to have to pick the phone up and I can just bring it right next to me and 
are you on your watch? No, but actually, but people say this. It sounds really, really good. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. Considering it does, and then, me- and then messages is the other one. I think those are probably the two biggest ones uh, that most of us use these days, and um, and I, I think there's a lot of others. Uh, Jeff, where, where, where do you where, where do you go as far as your Apple Watch and what's what's your uh, key apps that you like to use? Um, uh, well, I, I use the S Lady a lot on the watch. Yep. Because I've found that it is much more reliable to talk to my watch than it is to uh, stand in the middle of my living room and have an argument with my HomePod about which light was, <laughs> it was just supposed to turn on. So uh, it, it, it gets used for that a lot. Um, it's notifications. That's a big thing for me. Yeah. And, uh, and occasionally I'll actually respond to messages from my watch. But uh, primarily, it's uh, it's uh, a content filtering system for me, and uh, and it lets me leave my phone in my pocket, and yep. I'm not getting uh, uh, buried under notifications because if uh, if my pocket's vibrating, I can ignore it. If my wrist is vibrating, I know it's something that I should look at uh, relatively soon. So it's good yeah. for that, um, and then. Uh, and then the apps that get used a lot on it, uh, aside from that, Dark Sky, Panometer um, uh, 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 Plus, so that I can show my um, um, step count right on the watch face, and uh, Air Visual, because I live in an area yeah. where we have to deal with wildfire smoke uh, a substantial portion of the year. And so... I can just look at my watch face and like right now the AQI is 116, which Great. which and makes sense a, considering I can't see that, the mountains. Is that good or bad? I guess it's bad. That's bad. All right. Yeah. When, <laughs> when you hit 50, that you're kind of in that moderate area and uh, sensitive people so bad. need to be aware. Once you get over 100, that's getting kind of bad. And, uh, and if you're sensitive, um, it, it's going to be a problem for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and by the time you get to 150, at, that's really bad. And mm-hmm. the scale, I think goes up to 500. <coughs> Yikes. Yeesh. That's like, uh, that's like um, Dante's Inferno. If you're in the it's like Dante's right? Inferno. Yeah. Pretty and much, last yeah. year when we were up over 250 at times, I mean, it was mm. awful. You couldn't hardly see across the street, or, and uh, or breathe for that matter. You couldn't hardly breathe. And it comes out. It comes out west. You, your fires. We start to see them at, uh, from over here in the east. We start to see the, the leftover from you guys. Yep. Well, yeah. most of the smoke we have right now is, I don't think, from our local fires. No, that's it's, over from, from California. The yeah, and we're seeing that too. Yeah. Cool. What do you do? What, what, what do you use your Apple Watch for? Uh, well, as, it, as far as that's one. It's funny you said when your wife calls and things like that. One of my most favorite things about the watch is um, my wife. She has a Series Four, and she stopped kind of wearing it because of uh, working from home and COVID and all that. So, the, the most fun I ever have is when my wife's phone is like in another room and her phone goes off, and she starts running out on it, and I'm like staring there with my arms like this. I'm like, if you had your watch. You wouldn't have to be running upstairs to get your phone because you can. So that's that's a lot of fun. Um, that's awesome. But, that's awesome. But my uh, but my um, about three months ago, I went uh, I went with the uh, do not disturb switch lifestyle on my phone, um, which 
um, with the watch is just awesome because I used to, you know, before that it was ding dong, you know, and I would, you know, constantly, you know, be hearing noises from my phone. And I'm like, one day I'm just like, let's just turn the, turn the switch off and see what happens. And, and so far, just getting the, the buzzes on my wrist or, you know, ding here and there on my wrist is so much better than having to listen to, you know, going to the phone to have to listen to the notifications. Doesn't bother yeah. other people. You know, every time, I, you know, somebody would text me, my, my wife would say, who's texting you? And I don't have to deal with that kind of stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, you know, just so the notifications without having to use a phone really is, 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 is the best part of it. Um, I still don't really use too many apps, but I do everything that Apple really wants me to do with it. You know, as far as the Apple Pay, I use it all the time on my watch. Um, I use um, notifications. I respond to text messages. I respond to even you can do Facebook Messenger now on it too. Pretty good. Um, we use uh, we use Teams at work, like you do, Dave, and you can respond yeah. on your watch for Teams, and that's you know that's something I use a lot too. Um, so you know it does. Good idea. Yeah. So, I mean, it does, um, it's, it's basically more of a notification communication device for me, more so than an okay. information thing. I'm using the wallet a lot. Um, I mean, whenever I go to a store now, I just go right up to the to the, to the scanner and it's like, you know, there's boop, boop, boop. And, and it's always uh, so much easier for me. And I, I have it on a debit card. I have, you know, I, the nice thing is I can go in, I have a, you know, multiple cards that are in, in the wallet. So I could just choose, yeah, I don't want to put on a credit card. Let's put on a debit card. So it, just you know, paying paying like cash. ATMs, um, ATMs have them too now. Do you have you seen them? Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Like Chase, yep. Chase has it. I just go right like that to yep. if I want to get cash. And, yep. Um. So, so that 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 in itself is is, is worth it. And I don't. Have, I mean, I think you still have to put your pin in, but uh, but at least now you you don't have to stick the card in anymore. Right. Right. Um. Um. To, to do that, but uh. That, but the. the I always get a kick out of people because there's so, so so many people that still don't have watch and it's like oh I gotta get me one of those and every time I go into like a drive through or a place it's like oh wow that's that's so cool that's so I, cool I mean, yeah there's still people they have no, yeah. there's still people that say I can't get Apple one. Pay is yeah they generally don't even know have a clue what Apple Pay is so um, it, it it is kind of funny um, but you know some of the, all the some of the health things are, are good I mean I, I like the fact of having the the heart, the heart monitor and, and the ECG where you know checking for 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 making sure you don't have AFib and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not that's something I do use frequently but yeah surprisingly enough the calculator is uh, also sometimes comes in handy too if you want. Wanna, you want to do the calculator? No, the buttons are kind of small. Yeah, the, the, the regular calculator is on here, and um, it, it, sometimes I, I do that. Um, I did. I, you know, I, I did start playing around a little bit with uh, with News Plus, and it does have a, a quickie story views that you can go through and scroll through them real quick, and then you can actually go in and say save or later, go to the next story, and just just get a, a very, very brief synopsis. Yeah, granted, the, the screen's a little small to be reading that, but the text is, is pretty big, and um, n- another another good thing. Alerts. Some people use it from... You get news alerts. And you can get alerts. You get news alerts. Get you, get news alert. yep. yeah, you can get news alerts on the, on the watch, and, mm-hmm. and you also can... Uh, uh, and podcasting, you want to listen to podcasts, you can. I mean, I I don't find that to be super appealing because then, of course, you have to get it synced to your AirPods and want to be able to listen to it. I'm just you know, listen to I'm not listening to podcasts. I'll just listen to it on my iPhone. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I think they've done a really good job. A lot of lot of good apps. A lot of developers have been pretty smart with uh, extending uh, uh, extending what uh, what they can do on the Apple Watch as well as on the um, on the. Uh, um, 
on the iPhone. Um, so, but uh, yeah, good stuff. I, I that's a good good way to, to really to talk about some of the stuff that uh, that the Apple Watch can do. But the other thing I, I talk about too is the bands. And mm -hmm. I talked this about this on Mac Voices uh, the other night. I pulled out my, my big bundle. I've done that before. I can. I think a lot of us have the big bundle of. Uh, of, uh, of uh, watch bands. I know you do, Warren. You, don't you have a case to hold your watch bands? I do. Um, and it, it's, one side is like nice Apple branded ones, and the other side is like Amazon crap. Uh, but you know, for the most part, uh, <laughs> I've been uh, awesome. I've been pretty happy with the Amazon stuff, uh, uh, with the Apple stuff rather yeah. than the Amazon stuff. But yeah, yeah. And, and and since my son has one too, I uh, he he's starting to mooch off my collection as well. So he's getting into mm -hmm. it as well. So. Um, yeah, and it's been a while since I got one. I think the last band I got is actually the one I'm wearing, which is the uh, the, the solo loop, um, that the one piece solo loop from Apple. The, the, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love this band, yeah. And I'm so glad I bought it. I, I, just, I haven't changed this band in probably six months, yeah. Since wow. I got this thing, I yeah. It's thinking it, about getting that band, um, it's good for summer if you're swimming, it's that, the, very waterproof. Nike bands, and yeah, it's they're great. good too, yeah. I got one of those too. It's in the collection. <laughs> yeah. All the Apple, all the Apple <laughs> branded ones are are really well made. I mean, they're yeah. I, I my favorite one is I have I do have the Black Link one, which uh, I got with my Series Two, and I kept forever. It's just that's yeah. the beautiful. That's a four hundred dollar one, but I got it on like I got it used for two hundred bucks. But it's really an awesome band. Um, yeah. There are sales going on too. If you keep looking, uh, the, today even the leather bands are uh, on Amazon for twenty bucks off. I think so. If you want to get the leather loop ones, are there? So, um, yeah, yeah, can't have too many. Uh, I just no, hope, can't. Just hope Apple doesn't change the design. I guess. And you know what? That, that's the awesome thing about this. Think about it. The band, the watch bands are, have been good. Fitted, have fit every single model of Apple Watch since Series Zero. Yep. I mean, you can. Yes. You had the bigger size. Did you have the, the that even if you had the forty-two millimeters? And now it's forty-four. All the bands fit the watch, and that's. I mean, I have bands, you know, that are left over from when I had, you know, Series Two and uh, Series One. I did have a Series Zero, uh, and uh, all the bands work, which is surprising. And that that I you know applaud Apple for that because you know, it's people don't want to spend a ton of dough on on this on this watch sometimes, and. Uh, you know, it 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 definitely is uh, something that I, I'm I'm pretty impressed that Apple does. So, you 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 don't change your bands at all, uh, Jeff at all. I do. I just don't change them very often. Uh, yeah, me but, either. Which is kind of funny because I have a lot of bands. And okay, so you're in our same club. Oh, I, I'm definitely <laughs> in in the same club, and I actually have more third-party bands than Apple bands. And, yeah, uh, and that's pretty common. I, I, I think. think I do too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And you just see, you see one on sale, you're like, I don't need it, but mm, why not? Yeah, uh, no, I, I totally get it. Um, and uh, you, you know, you, you need a wide range of band need. We need a wide range of bands because uh, uh, you know, like just general all around use. Some you know something like this, or or the the um, the band that that both of you have it's great but if you're doing something where you need to be a little more dressy well depending on what kind of dressy determines which of your nicer bands right. you're going to use yeah 
Well, I've got I've got the blue watch, so you got to make sure you got the band that looks that looks kind of matching with it. But that's pretty tough if you have a black band or the silver mm -hmm. the silver millies the the silver millies loop. I have that one. I bought that on a clearance when that they because I think Apple stopped selling that one. The, the, that, amazing, a, yeah. the amazing part is that nobody thought about this this, this system of, of putting the bands on a watch until Apple did. I right. mean, I mean, watches have been around for three hundred years, and it's always been the it's the, the stupid so uh, difficult know, the, the bar system or the link system the i mean yeah, yeah. i mean yep, those little pins and... even like like swatch in the 80s you would have think they would have come up with something like that because that's like totally up to, with no. their alley like their little snap on slap on things but it's it's just amazing how yeah. apple's like well we want to sell bands and we want to be able to to easily swap with the watch and it's just it was just stupidly simple of how they did it yeah so and it's and, but that's so apple i mean it is it, yeah apparently it didn't occur to anyone that it would be nice to have a an easier to use system for swapping out band segments or Correct. entire bands yep. and then and then apple comes up with the system we have now and uh, and it's so obvious but it wasn't obvious until apple actually did it yep it, it, i mean it is it, it's mind-blowing how and at first people like really you could just you know how that does a big how do you change the bands no you really you just push this one button and you slide it out it, it was amazing it's totally amazing mm -hmm. absolutely yeah and i had people ask me well yeah you push it in but do you have to buy a special tool from apple no you just use your no. finger yeah. but use your finger it's so easy it's so it's just awesome i mean maybe throughout the series zero through five i've had maybe one or two problems where like it was tight and wouldn't come out and i really had to pry it open or something like that maybe with a third party yeah. band here and there but for the mm -hmm. most part it, most part it works it's been really good now uh speaking of uh speaking of a uh a health device you know because of course the, the apple watch has is a health device but it does so much more as we just talked about I had a listener question come in this week. It was from uh, who, who of course sent the email to feedback at intouchwithios.com. Uh, Chris asked, uh, "How would you be able to manage a Fitbit in an on iOS?" Uh, and well, you know, I'm not too well versed in Fitbit, but I, I did get good some some good information here. And the fact that Fitbit does have its own app, so it does manage the device very easily. And I have a link here in the show notes about the, the Fitbit Health and Fitness app, but it does not sync with Apple Health, the Health app on the Apple Watch, Apple and on the iPhone. Um, so that might be a little more of a challenge. But I, I did find one. There are so many of them out there that is that are third party. Uh, this specific one was uh, the Power Sync for Fitbit, and it, they have like a you, it's a in-app purchase, and I believe you can spend like ten dollars or something, and it'll be like open forever. Um, but uh, this will actually copy all the data from the Fitbit app and then move it over to the Health app, and then give you some potential options uh, uh, to take advantage of the Health app. But don't don't use a Fitbit. Use an Apple Watch. <laughs> I've helped people convert from a Fitbit to an Apple Watch, and I've used some of those yeah. apps to do that. Because what it does, it will convert the Fitbit data over to Apple Health, and then they get rid of Fitbit. Uh, you know, Absolutely. I talked with uh, with Fitbit people uh, a few years ago at CES. Actually, yep. every year at CES after the Apple Watch came out, I had the same discussion with Fitbit people which was, when are you going to support HealthKit? 
and uh, and the short answer is never, never. The the long- now Google will say Google will say never. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Interrupt. So the the longer answer is that uh, uh, Fitbit loves having their silo, and and once you're in that that Fitbit ecosystem. Like there's so many things that can feed into it, but it won't feed back out, and uh, and and that's by design, and uh, and so if they created uh, uh, a a link back into HealthKit, then that tears down their the the walls to their silo, and they do not want that, hmm. and uh, they also don't want to comply with the um, the uh, uh, privacy and security requirements that come along with uh, with looking into HealthKit. Yep. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's so, it's just not going to happen. So Chris, get an Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, but if but if you really 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 want a Fitbit, then uh, you're going to have to use one of those bridging apps that. Uh, yes, like yes, you are. Absolutely. Or get a so get, yeah. a, get a Google Watch, the Google Wear Watch. If you want to do that, um, yeah. not the, uh, a Google phone, I guess, because that's what it ties into. Well, and thanks for your question, and uh, thanks for listening, and uh, and you too can ask questions here from of our, our our panel for each week, and that's feedback at intouchwithios.com. Um, I wanted to mention the. I'm kind of excited about this. It's not really iOS related, but. It kind of is. Uh, I, I I now have a new Samsung 32-inch uh, monitor Whoa. sitting on my desk right now, and I'm looking at it. I, I never thought in a million years I would get one of these, but uh, I was able to get one of these, and uh, I'm telling you, this thing is pretty amazing. It, it, I mean, nice the fact that I can have like all these windows scattered everywhere, and and I still have space left, and uh, and the resolution is just absolutely amazing. Was it 3880 by? Was it? Uh, 2800 or something like that um but uh the, the resolution is pretty amazing i have a link in the show notes the image is super crisp but you know what i you know i tried i tried to actually connect connect this uh to an ipad and boy oh boy is the image just amazing on the ipad i have an owc uh, adapter that that that, that converts out an hdmi plugged it into plug that into uh, my ipad and uh it, it was just amazing. I I, I want to sit and just make make a primary device for for a day and and uh, and, and see uh, how I can handle it because it, it really is is really slick. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, so check it out. I think it's a, it's an awesome monitor. And you know, Jeff, you have a thirty four inch monitor, right? I have a thirty four inch monitor, and uh, uh, you know, uh, there there's there's an argument for saying well why don't i just use two displays we're going to second display and use my laptop display but sure you can absolutely do that and i did that for a long time but then when i got my 34 inch display and i could have everything on this really wide screen it actually changed how uh, how i interact with the apps on my mac and yep. uh, and I found that it was much easier for me to keep track of what I what I have open, and uh, and uh, I felt like I was more productive. And uh, I, there are studies out there. Sorry, I can't name any off the top of my head right now. But there's studies out there that that talk about uh, productivity using using uh, uh, multi monitors versus one really big monitor, and uh, and getting one big monitor. 
is uh, is a productivity boost for a lot of people. Absolutely. And the other thing too, this this monitor has the picture by picture mode as well as picture in picture. Picture by picture, actually, you can use the two HDMI inputs, and you can have two computers hook up to one computer, which is no no big deal because you could do that by toggling between them. But you can have both computer screens side by side, perfectly split 50-50 on this screen, and you could be being productive in two different computers, or you could have an iPad on one screen and, and then your Mac on the other, and even do it that way if you wanted to. So. All right, so I, I'm about to get you super excited about that. So okay. imagine having your iPad on half the screen and your Mac on the other half of the screen. Yep. You're running iOS 15 and uh, Monterey. So you have you have continuity, and continuity. so now you're just Universal access. Or, you excuse can, me, universal access. So you're dragging between the the two devices on the same screen in real time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. I can't wait. You're just gonna want to have. You're gonna want to feel like you want to touch it because I did that. I hooked up my iPad. <laughs> I hooked up my iPad to a monitor once too, and I'm like, this is really cool. Oh yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> but you can't. You can't touch. But you can't know, touch this. You can't touch. But I bet. <laughs> There are touch screen monitors out there uh, that work with, you know, if you hook a Mac up to it and probably the iPad, it will work. Um, if you're wanting to try that. And you can get kits that mount around the edge of your screen. Just, yeah, to make and, a touch screen. And, and it's just, they, they work for navigation, but I don't know if they work for uh, taps. Right. It's just endless. It's just endless. Um, I, and then, I, uh, I just got reading glasses instead of the big screen because, you know, uh, it's, you know, it's cheaper. <laughs> That that is true, but it's a it's a cool thing. So, um, other thing I want to talk about real uh, real quick is about, about iTunes Match. Um, do we really need it at this point? Um, there's an article that just came out this this past week uh, with on um, Mac Rumors uh, of users having some frustrating uh, widespread issues and being able to to sync their libraries and being able to using their using iTunes Match. If anybody's not familiar with iTunes Match is. It is a subscription service that allows you to be able to upload music that you own uh, to Apple servers. And then if you happen to have a lower bit rate, you can go back and download a higher bit rate uh, a version of that song. It's probably so probably early 2000s, maybe even, you know, going back that way, because, you know, these days, not a lot. Of, I mean, I still have my alert. I mean, I'm sure you do, too, uh, Jeff, of, uh, and, and more than if you have hard drives and hard drives filled of, of all these MP3s of music that you, you ripped over the years and mm. use Napster. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, uh, which I do. And a lot of the music I had was a lot of ripped CDs that I had uh, over the years. And, you know, the thing is. The one thing it is, and, and Apple Apple Music has got has got a lot better. Is has it just has so many uh, different artists, and you may there may be something obscure that you that you really like that you might not be able to find um, uh, that that was out there. But you see, I seem to pretty much find it on Apple Music all the time. So, so I'm I'm thinking this the, the, this whole story really is, is 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 telling us you know is Apple finally going to discontinue it? Yeah, granted I've been wasting my money and paying twenty four ninety nine a year for iTunes Match and probably don't use it as much as I used to back in the day. Um, granted, it's still called iTunes and iTunes doesn't even exist anymore. Mm -hmm. So that, yeah, that kind of has point. to tell you right has has to tell you right there this might be. Uh, 
I might be it might be an issue. Uh, go ahead, Warren. Well, I was just going to say somebody asked the exact same question uh, a couple of days ago on the Mac to Future page, and they said, "I, I have iTunes yeah, match, and I'm, I'm thinking about getting Apple Music." And initially, I wrote back and said, "You should probably keep it, you know, because um, you know, if there's something on Apple Music that's uh, not a, it's not available on Apple right. Music, then you can have it." But then I thought about it, and just like you said, I I, I don't know if there's really anything left unless you have something really obscure and even if you do right. even if you have something like really obscure like a like a like a recording that's not available i don't know if apple match even works on that because they have to have it they have to have the version no, of it, it somewhere. so yeah yeah i'm not sure yeah, i'm not sure what it's doing for, for me at this point either to be honest with you I mean, and I've seen people gripe about how iTunes Match has messed up their library and they had it there perfectly. I mean, that's pretty typical when you made a library. These days, I said, at this point, why do you want a library? I mean, you have everything at your fingertips through Apple Music at this point, but there are people, and I I still have them. I mean, I maintain a a playlist of every Billboard chart from from basically from 1955 to to, to today. And I have... All the all the top 100 songs in playlists in my in my library that I'm able to go to and listen, um, uh, and uh, yeah, it was it's a, it was it's a lot of fun because you know, Billboard's been around for so long, and I'm I'm a big, big kind of a Billboard aficionado because I like uh, if you see the books I have over here, I have a whole library of books of uh, Joel Whitbur- uh, Joel Whitburn's uh, uh, charts and, and books that he's got uh, for all the Billboard stuff, so. Uh, so those are kind of playlists you really can't get. Um, so that's the thing. I think a lot of people like me who would like to create those types of playlists uh, that are much more customizable than what Apple's going to do for you. So that's you hope that Apple Music is still going to be able to allow you to do that. Um, but I think iTunes Match has. I think its days is numbered. Well, you still can. I mean, I, Apple Music will allow you to create whatever playlist you want. And I um, I actually yeah. what I what I've been doing is uh, on my phone at least I'll down. I download all the music. I have my the songs I want in Apple Music, and I download them all to my phone. Basically, uh, yeah. whenever I get it, if you create a playlist uh, and put all your music in there, it's easy enough just to hit one button and say download all. I just do that just so I have it in case I'm out of a service area or on an airplane or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's you could easily create a playlist in Apple music and do pretty much the same thing, uh, that you were doing before. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're getting close to time here. Uh, I, I wanted to actually have you, Jeff, uh, you, uh, we talked about this on uh, Mac voices live, but I, I, I said, I was going to say that's going to be our app of the week. And I wanted you to tell everybody about, uh, air visual. Now, air visual. Um, okay, yeah. So AirVisual is uh, is an app that you can get for iOS. I, I assume it's ab- available for Android as well. And what it does yeah. is it gives you the AQI or air quality index for uh, wherever you want. And, uh, and if you live in a place, which is, geez, at this point, if you live on the planet Earth, um, <laughs> the, the air quality index actually kind of matters because uh, uh, like where I am, we're in the middle of forest fire season. Uh, it's uh, like bas- basically spring until uh, 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 January, it seems, is forest fire season. So uh, uh, there's smoke in the air all the time. Like, t- like 
when uh, we started recording this evening, the AQI here in Boulder was 116. And yeah. uh, well, still is. And that's because there's so much forest fire smoke and we, I can't see the mountains and I live right up against the mountains, so I should be able to see them. Um, so AQI is great because it'll give you alerts when the air quality index goes uh, above thresholds that, that you've set. And, uh, uh, and it has an Apple Watch complication as well. So uh, uh, like for me, I just kind of look at, uh, at my watch like this, and, uh, and that's how I knew that AQI is currently 116. And it's a fantastic app. You can get air quality index forecasts. You can uh, uh, store multiple locations in it. So yep. uh, you, you can keep track of the AQI, all the different places you go. And uh, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a fantastic app. Bonus, it is sure free. Is. I, I, have to, I have to thank you too, because I've seen the AQI listed on uh, a couple of Windows machines and, and other places, and I had no idea what it was. I thought it was somebody had Spanish calendar in, on or something like that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I really, were thinking Aki. <laughs> I thought maybe it was like a day of the month in Spanish. I honestly had no idea what that was. So there you go. Learn something new. Yeah, it's, good. it's a great app. I've looked, and our our uh, air quality here is fifty, so I'm in I'm in good shape here. You, you are, um, yeah. How do you find out? Can you find out just in the weather oh. app too? Yeah, so there you go. You can see it's 116 right now. Crazy. So I've got the little orange bar letting me know that uh, it's unhealthy out there, and yep. uh, uh, ooh, it's gonna it could get up to 150. Uh, later tonight. So at that point, you should really be wearing a face mask. Make wear that mask. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Um, thanks, Jeff. I, I'm glad you were able to give us a bit of a review of that app. I I got pretty excited. I think it's an awesome app and it's a must-have. I think for I, anybody, I it's that, a must-have. It really is. So, let's uh, go ahead and wrap things up for this week. We just uh, time has just flown by here, and uh, that's another show. Uh, that's a wrap for this week. Please send your comments, questions, and suggestions at our to our email address, just like Chris did, at feedback at intouchwithios.com. You can follow us on Twitter at InTouchWithIOS, or you also can go to our YouTube page at youtube.com slash DaveG65. You can subscribe in your favorite podcatcher, including Apple Podcasts and many others. But better yet, just go to our website at InTouchWithIOS.com, where all the links to all the ways to listen to us are there. I am Dave Ginsberg, and you can find me on Twitter at DaveG65. And Jeff, thanks as always for being here. We always love having you. Where can everybody find you? Well, first, thanks for having me back. It's always so much fun to hang out with both of you. So uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Jay Gamut, both places. Uh, YouTube.com slash Jay Gamut for the how-to and uh, review videos that I am making. Um, uh, most Tuesdays, Mac Voices Live. And uh, uh, most Thursdays on The Big Show. And... Uh, uh, as we're recording tomorrow morning on the Mac show. And I'll be there with you. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Uh, and uh, Warren, you do Mac to the future uh, and you uh, are there and we have a, it's a great Facebook group. Uh, sure. you want to share? 
Um, no, just come hang out on uh, Facebook. Even if you hate it, just join the group. It's fun. You don't even have to use your old name. We don't care. Um, thanks, Jeff, for coming. We always appreciate it. Um, I will be away next week because of in-law issues, but um, otherwise you can find me. <laughs> issues? <laughs> we, we're having, we're, my house is being invaded uh, this, uh, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, by, it would be quiet. By everybody, so I'll, I'll be hiding. So, so actually, you won't be able to find me uh in the next couple days, nobody will be able to. Right. So we need the, to. We need to wondering if you're on what next future. So we can figure out where yeah. he is. <laughs> you'll, 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 you'll have to uh, install Pegasus on my phone to find me. So. <laughs> on that note, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. We enjoyed uh, bringing it to you, and uh, we'll talk again soon.